How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dwarven Moss presents a Dungeons & Dragons actual play of The Curse of Straw. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tom! Thomas, Thank you. Yes. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, boy, over boy. here. Tom is 22 years old. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I tell you what. General I people. feel like I'm 25. Oh, buddy. You look <laughs> like you're fucking 63, bro. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's to another year of uh, finding time to get together and do the wonderful art of Dungeons and Dragons. The wonderful art. It has mm. elevated itself to art form, I believe. Yeah, it's an endless art form. Yeah. There's always something about D&D that gets you. I like that you never fully figure it out. It's just always evolving. Yes, it's. we've likened it to a golf swing where mm. you get together... You hit the course, and everyone's kind of playing their own game, and you're you're kind of sometimes like competing, but you're also helping each other out, being like, "Well, you know what helps me is you know I, I grip it like this. Like, oh, my long game is good today, but Ooh, my short game is that's off. looking like a seven iron to me, Jay. Oh, okay. And I, I check my inventory. Oh. Oh. It's. Quite a doozy of an episode we just had. Yeah. Drama times a milli. Yeah. Million X drama. Yeah, was, sorry um, we missed you guys uh, last week. Again, Tommy had a birthday, but uh, it gave us more time to pour over these questions y'all been sending. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I've told you guys this, I'll tell... The monsters. This definitely, I think, one of my favorite episodes. Okay. This last one, I really enjoyed getting to Ravenloft. I enjoyed the ceremony and umph that it held. I enjoyed where Born and Wendell were with each other, and I loved how. It ended, and I loved. I loved the wedding. I loved how moody it was, and then having like a big climax, and starting the fight, and big yeah. kind of cliffhanger ending, kind of. And yeah, I'm 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 happy with it. We, we were tying up some loose ends, I think, a little bit with this episode. Certainly, oh yeah, a lot of things came together. Flirting with that, going back to Velaki, kind of gives you perspective. Heading back to where, uh, you know, Strahd's carriage once was. Once almost was. You almost, you're almost at Ravenloft at one point. And uh, it's just one of those episodes where you reflect, and you guys were really digging into the drama. 
I mean, oh, really? that scene outside Moody. the castle. Yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, the whole time. The whole journey. Yeah. Wendell had this moment that he tried to rip his hand off. He was freaking out about the axe, and he was so... Wendell was going through, and I have to... I'll, I'll, I can't remember if maybe somebody asked this, but I'll say that Wendell was really being played, as always, in full real, t- real time. I had no... I was ready to abandon any preconceived ideas of where I might think Wendell's story would end up, especially with this offer from Strahd where he's saying you could take over and it was re- I was really using uh, the f- the feedback of Boren and I was I was polling Boren for Boren's approval of Wendell and for Boren mm. to sort of knight Wendell he's always sort of upgraded Wendell and sort of made Wendell feel like he isn't this evil curmudgeon that he's sort of been turned into. Right. And he was begging went Boren in so many ways for that final like take like give me a reason not to turn evil. And finally it came down to that ending and I wasn't sure what you were gonna say. And I when I said and I and Strahd had outreached his hand and he said, Join me and I knew that it that was the moment. And I looked back to Boren and I said, Am I evil? And I really wasn't sure what you were going to say. And I was wow. ready to make one of two decisions, right? Right. And so if you would have said, like, I don't know, or not giving me anything and been cold in that moment or distant or untrustworthy, I would have... That would have changed the game. That would have changed things. I would have grabbed Strahd's hand, and then we would have probably, what, fought? I would have been like, uh, or maybe, you know, I don't know what would happen. I don't know what would have happened. What would have happened? How would you have played that if I had taken, maybe, is this something we need to leave to the end? Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's do that. But certainly an interesting moment that played out totally in real time. It's beauty yeah. of D&D. Just uh, well, it's happening. I also, for real. had no idea, but I love how that you bring up an excellent, excellent point that Boren does a great job at. I don't know, humanizing is the wrong word, but kind of yeah, making yeah. yeah, making Wendell feel feel like a special guy, like he's not alone in this world. As much as you guys argue, Boren's always just like the wind beneath your wings, in a sense. And Boren had a lot of reasons to, that he was wearing on his sleeve for being quite at odds with Wendell. Wendell was uh, completely like gone full just just take me to Strahd. I'm going to get my answers at a Strahd. And, and, and he was being cold and didn't care. Tunnel vision. And Bourne was just he's hating only, him. He's always testing him to see if he still loved him. What, what was really fun pushing actually apart, about pushing him apart. me playing Bourne in those last episode moments, I kind of allowed myself to just be like, man, fuck this dude, man. And it kind of it fit with Bourne just being pissed off at Wendell. And that whole moment with the diva and the mongrels really, I think, was the final nail in the coffin to, as the player, then go allow Bourne, you know, he's got a break. He's got a break. We haven't seen him really be mad 
Right. You right. know, this is a good point to bring in that just this fucking frustration, this built up frustration. And you think like this is the this is how mad he is in front of his wife, or this is how mad he is at home, at his kids or something, or at someone else who isn't following orders. This is when he totally loses it, you know? Because he t- keeps these appearances up throughout the whole thing. And he is a holy paladin. He's never broken his oath. That's right. And he knows. He knows good and evil. That's the thing. So I think that was really fun, so too. So even going. in this, like, completely unholy land, it, you know, Bourne held himself pretty well. This is a, a, a land that breaks people. And that's a really personal, am I evil or? And I was ruminating, what do you say to that? And I think Bourne in that moment, you know, despite all the annoyance and frustration he was feeling, are you evil? Well, not to me. Not to me, friend. Not to me. Not to me. And it's it's interesting so because you know, Wendell, <laughs> Wendell uh, is, in many ways, making morally bankrupt decisions. He's he's certainly fell to the weakness of his sort of because it's easy to turn your back and to just be a grump. That's the sort right like the the righteous thing to do is to face your fears and and to uh, and to try to try to be better. But like clearly, Wendell was was on a descent, and Bourne was on this ascent, being like, okay, I'm being like it started to become his story of like the holy these holy symbols almost seemed to be fitting Bourne's story. Mm. And didn't really make much sense. With Wendell's story seemed to be, "Am I going to take over Barovia as the new Strahd?" Right. That was kind of what was. So it was Born and his holy arc, and and Wendell and his descent. And so you had every reason, but to ask if I myself, Wendell, am I evil? I might be a lot of things, but am I evil? Like, is my well, is look, the inside? They deep, just went deep, through deep, this deep whole evil. adventure. Wendell just—not only is he a virgin, he's an orphan. Virgin, that's right. <laughs> we learn many things about Wendell. Yeah, you know, and I think through a whole journey like that, to be faced with the final evil, the final countdown, and your friend go, "Am I evil?" You go. Uh, after he's already lived like 180 years and almost solitude, just a lot of, not a lot of action, and to almost be able to retire and then be dragged into this. Yeah. Okay, Such Tom, I want to ask you, and we can talk about this now, because I've wanted to talk about this for a long time. I wanted to confront you and debate you about this, Thomas. <laughs> there is... A whole wonderland inside of Castle Ravenloft. And we went straight down to the crypts, to the tombs, to find Strahd in the wedding. That's right. Now, we could have done that, but we didn't. Did you know the how did you know the castle beforehand? Did you read about it? Did you know every room? Did you know what the room did? Did you know what the enemies? Did you Say, I'm going to stay away from this, maybe for show's sake, whatever. Did you think, I have every card in front of me, but I'm going to play the one that they play when I'm in the moment? Because 
I had options prepared. Okay. And much like w- with what I did with the book in general, I took the best options. So I will say, like, I hadn't memorized flawlessly Castle Ravenloft. Right. But were you to go in a certain direction, there was things prepared for each direction. Right. Like, we went to the dining room where Strahd is playing the organ, and that yep. is... Tom surprised us with singing. Yes. He, sang, yeah. he sang it a cappella, and then I later that I got song to have right the really before fun. Before we drove, I drove over. <laughs> yeah, and and then having a lot of fun as I was putting the organ and music in. I'm just like, oh yeah, so this is Strahd on the organ accompanying to himself, and I didn't change any of the timing or your pitch or anything. So it's sort I of only like had one beautiful. chance. Yeah, it's just back. It's just totally musical against the real uh, the real delivery at the time. Did you so, have to pitch down any uh, notes or anything? No pitching. No Nothing. way. I just kind of went with it oh. and changed the chords and amazing. Yeah. Good job, man. So, what what let's let's then say what did you know was in Castle Ravenloft that you as a DM were excited about? Ooh, maybe these guys will go there. Because I, I remember could, you yeah. said and re-listening to it, I remember you go and as you look up and you see these tall spires, you see this tallest one, tallest tower is glowing. It's going red. That's right. And that's all you gave us. And it was just a detail of the world. We thought, okay, whatever. But. But. Spoiler alert. It's something. There's, there's shit inside that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it's like there's this heart that beats in the castle. People don't know that it's over. You know what I mean? Or, like, they don't know that, like, we're kind of giving away that, like, you know, there's... We they we know that there are a few more episodes and we just started a fight with Strahd. Right. Well, no, so, I'm, but I'm just right, asking. Right, right, what yeah. they do know is that we went down, met Strahd, and fought him. Yeah. But in just in the lore of this book, there's a lot to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in that castle. I think I had more prepared early on. Yeah. When uh, when Born cut off the horse's head. Right. Because I wasn't sure if you were going to take the carriage. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's a cool fork in the road that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like what happened, but I don't know. Dude, that would, that I would have been it speaks would have been very tough. well to some. what our dwarven moss uh, sort of balance is, which is, you know, sometimes we adhere to playing the game, and this is a game. You know what I mean? It's not a show, right? But we we dip so heavily into the sort of feelings of a show and, and when we're Dude, kind of playing it out great point you kind of instinctually feel the rhythm like movies or shows that where it's like things are kind of I felt at that time when we were getting to Ravenloft that we were going towards the ending of a uh, story like right. there wasn't unless you had figured out a way to like keep it going which would have been I think difficult. I think you you made the right call. You read the room. You read the story at the time where it's like, this just feels like the time for these guys to come and face it, like the end of a movie or something. Yeah. So was that a decision you made in the moment? Do you think to see that where you were, where we all were? Did you plan on taking us straight down to the crypts, or did I you was go? more or less leading you down there by having the March of the Dead go down. There's yeah. a sign. Yeah. Uh, that is kind of what I wanted you to do, but I did have other things prepared just right. in case. I love it. Like we yeah. could have, got, we could have maybe said, uh, like, say, Born said, okay, 
uh, if we're going to get him, we're not going to go walk right in the front door. Let's figure out where this is and then maybe look around for another way down and uh, get the drop on him or see right. if there's a yeah. secret entrance somewhere. Van Richten said He's probably a got a little entrance. secret entrance. And then if maybe we would have just sort of bitten on that idea and then all of a sudden we are, we're still objectively going towards our goal, but we have a little more of a reason to explore more of the, of the castle. For sure. Felt like a real haunted house kids thing because you go in a bit, you see oh, something spooky happens, and you run back to the front door. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what Boren did. He was like, oh, he ran back to the front door. No, 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 we're not gonna go in there. And then going, okay, and then playing that moment with the oh, and the fucking the march of the dead. Oh, the knows. the moment that we knew we couldn't, we made a little clip out of it, but we knew it at the time. It was a real hit when Boren just is telling I. I don't try. I say, what's the setup again? Want what do you want to do, Born? Go, go back now. Aren't you? Don't you have the courage to come and face it, holy man? No, I don't. I'm scared, Wendell. I'm scared for my life. Scared for my life. And then we're gonna die here, Wendell. <laughs> oh my God. That line. When you said that, and guys. If only you could see what I saw. <laughs> I'm looking when when I was playing with Chris. I was playing with Boren. He wore it on his face. Some of these deep moments of complete stress and dread of Barovia, <laughs> I could see on his face. And we're hours into a session, and he looks at me, and his face is gaunt, and his eyes open, his mouth a gasp. We're gonna die here, Wendell. Both Tom and I were like gut punched. We, we both nervously started laughing, broke the scene. We're like, and Tom's I like, agree. I felt that so hard. <laughs> you like sucked the air out of the room, man. I wonder what I music stunned. we were playing underneath that, too. I know. I wonder what we were listening oh. to. Because we do listen to music we can't license. That's what makes us have the original soundtrack in the first place. Right. So sometimes, sure. based on the mood, Chris is doing a great job DJing. Well, we can yeah, sometimes dip DJing. into the music and like play off of it. Oh yeah, it was big time. Yeah, huge. You'd hear these yeah. really appropriate swells, and then it just sort of like if you let that into your soul and just sort of a lot push of, a lot of it out. A lot of Witcher, yes. I think it was. Witcher, yeah. A lot of a couple of like those. Remember that Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yes, that one. I love that one. Yeah, and then I started finding other ones, too. This is just a branch off, talking about using fucking tons of video game music for D&D. Mm-hmm. Ori and Will of the Wisps. I use that for our... Uh, I love that soundtrack. A yeah. lot of... Uh, ooh, touch ooh, ooh, hello. <laughs> for Nick's Toe campaign, touching. we were doing it with Nick. Um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of new... A lot of new someone, stuff. Someone emailed us recently asking where they could find uh, music. They wanted to use your music, Jerry. Oh, I, sent, I sent it to him. You sent it to him? Yeah. Nice. Oh and if anybody wants, I'll send I'll send them the music. Use yeah. it for your campaign. There's a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of great and stuff. And this, this... Original score. This uh, episode was so fun to score. The whole ending was so... Like, because there were all these big moments, when you have those mountainous peaks of energy and, like, rises of tension and what's going to happen, plus you get 
Bourne's voice on there, just, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm just like, oh, that's like the lead singer. I know exactly. French horns, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And wow. there's that moment where it's like it's building up, and you're like, and he raises his arms in the air, like William H. Macy in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not William H. Macy. Tim Robbins, what? man. Tim Robbins. Oh, <laughs> Well, he doesn't do any of that, but his arms go up. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh that was God, just as great as, uh, you know, Van Richten looks like, what's his name from um, Dracula? Uh, what, uh, yeah, he goes, mean? I like to think of him sort of like, um, I like to think of him being played by Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, because he played Von Helsing <laughs> because, in because Dracula. Anthony Hopkins played Von Helsing. Yeah, <laughs> this right. is Dracula, right? Oh shit! Really? You were on it. It was just adjacent to it. It was great. I love it. <laughs> William H Macy in Shawshank Redemption. That was the gut punch to me. It was like, ooh, that's a classic movie. <laughs> William H Macy. Can you get me Rita Hayworth? <laughs> Okay, what's with these questions? We got a bunch of oh, questions. Yeah. Okay, don't so we? Uh, Taylor Shamalabalobalum, oh, yeah. he has written, "Great well, episode, great guys! Guy. I truly look forward to each episode, and sad that it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Two more left. My mind is already wandering, wondering which adventure might be next. Oh, well, mm. is it? Yes, we do have some options. We don't know. We can't mm. say. We know. No, we can't say. There's going to be more Dwarven Master. Why can't oh, we say? Yeah." Well, because we just don't know. Is it, <laughs> Fair is it Nick's? Which, which one? Like, we're going to probably introduce Nick into this next one. Yeah. Guys, a new Dwarven Moss member that you're all going to love. Amazing. A little teaser uh, announcement. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, but, yes, okay. So, that's, that's what's next. A little okay, teasing. Okay, okay, okay. For Tom, oh. Castle Ravenloft is obviously a large, confusing maze of rooms. We might have just yeah. answered this. Nice, I think we did. Uh, oh, nice. Maze of filled with encounters. Uh, with this being a stream, and for the sake of time, did you intentionally move the wedding to the catacombs where Strahd is buried and so it wouldn't take be a slog through the castle? If so, were there any locations you wanted Strahd to be encountered from the reading? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. went over this a bit. But yeah, yeah, he's pretty much right. Pretty yeah. much right. It just felt this, like the story was down there. We had a rhythm, uh, but I had backups in case you guys wanted to go elsewhere. But um, no, I really wanted, uh, I really wanted you guys to be with Straw during the wedding uh, in a different location. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah. nice. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, Jay, Jay, did Wendell ever? Did Wendell ever really think Straw would allow him to take power? Did he actually? consider taking his place if given the chance what would it require for Strahd to convince him it was the best option or was this all an attempt to surprise Strahd at the end uh, definitely did not know I was going to surprise Strahd in fact you hear me say to him uh, right near the end and Strahd's offering it to him saying like look this could all be yours I'm offering it to you and I'm saying what are the terms? I like. I'm sort of basically saying, like, sell me here. I'm kind of in between. I'm on the fence. I'm kind of. I'm on the odds with, with my buddy Boren, who normally is the one talking sense into me. Right now, all I got is this, got this the cold darkness. Shoulder. 
and the darkness in front of me, maybe it is the right way. So yeah, I, I was made, I was willing to be sold. And do I actually think he would allow me to take power? Uh, yeah, I would say I could be wrong, but I was, and, and maybe we shouldn't reveal anything, but at the time, I remember thinking, makes sense. Strahd might want out if he's been just doing the same thing over and over again, and it is a curse, but it's a curse that I could take on that's different than my curse, and I have nothing for me, potentially. If Boren fully turns his back on me, that's the last, that's everything for Wendell's, and so I kind of thought that Tom, the DM, was actually giving me an option Interesting. for, for ending Wendell's really, story like that. I will reveal what the, what the okay. other idea was, and I don't think we've quite got it. Okay, Chris. Yes? Boren is definitely not the same hopeful, warm dwarf he was when he met Wendell in the beginning. Oh. Some could say he has less hope than his goddess friend, godless friend Wendell, who is showing that it requires some faith to accomplish great things. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of true. Does Boren consider himself a lost follower of his god? If he makes it out, will he look at his faith and relationship with this god differently? Wow. Who asked this? Taylor Schlobolobolom. Taylor. He's from Sweden, yeah. What a lovely, thoughtful... I don't know. I think, at the time, Boren's just really scared. It was very fun to play. I think that, that, that scaredness, too. To have him break like that. But I don't think it was ever his god. I don't think he ever lost faith in his god. No, for sure, no. If anything, that gave him his power, always. That always was the You kind of revealed that you were in a moment of, of weakness like that that was so gut punchy the when you did say I'm scared Wendell I'm scared yeah. for my life yeah. we're gonna die here I mean that, that that was canon you know what I mean like that, that was you felt personal. that way I think that was a personal thing more less than a religious thing and I think he, the, there's you know revealing himself more because he's a very revealing guy he, he, he shares himself all over the place so it's not uh at odds with what he does. He's constantly oversharing, you know what I mean? And this is something that really stuck with him, is that maybe he's never, you know, he's fought with his drawers back home. He's used to Faerun. So yeah. I think, uh, did he lose faith? No. Did he, did he lose faith in his god? Not at all. I think that's one thing that keeps him going. I mean, you'll see. There's two more left, right, that's Taylor? True. That's right. Two more left, Doobie Taylor. Doobie doobie. Um, Taylor S. Lunar Spiral said, Yeah, Wendell. I was literally cheering for Wendell at the end. Also, I just wanted to say that this series has got me hooked up on the Curse of Strahd story where I want to run a campaign on Strahd in the future. Looking Do forward it. to the fight. Do Please it. don't die. It's great. Ooh, you're going to have to find oh, no. out. Do Please. it. It's too many um, left. Yeah, that was super fun. Dropping to the knee. It was... Haruken Blast. Dropping for a Haruken Blast. Um, blast. If we're talking moss, is dwarven moss a strain of moss, or is all moss considered dwarven moss? That's from the sleazy cheese. Okay, this is phenomenal. This is so. Hmm. I always thought of it as a strain. You know, boring. Yeah. This is a, a mini strain. There this are many strains. Right. Dwarven moss. This one's dwarven. Moss. That's dwarven the chronic. Moss. That's like dwarf. The bubble. There's curve. elvish moss. There's orcish moss. That stuff puts you out right on your ass. 
And then there's, you know, pixie moss and human moss. Dif different types of mosses. They've been crossbred, hybrid. Different types <laughs> of cave dwellings. They've hybrided it. So it's definitely a strain. Now, there's someone we got we to gotta look this up, too. You got to bring this up. One of our beautiful mossers sent us this, like, breakdown of the different strands of different weeds and moss and what it could give you and oh, the yeah, benefits and stuff. That was from Teague. 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 Holy moly. Teague went all out with this. Yeah, he, like, basically made more spores. Or she. Right? Or they. No, it's a... Uh, yeah. No, it's a or, yeah? Uh, yeah. No, it's a yeah? Their pronouns are yeah and yup. Okay, so... And uh-huh... And, and oh yeah, and unbelievable. Oh, well, Yup made a great little list here. Teague, 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 Teague made this um, list. Made of, a list of strains of moss and, and like there's lots of different uh, properties, like jungle moss. What does jungle moss do? Jungle moss. Jungle, this is an old strain that was thought to be cultivated from the moss that grew wild in jungle. Cenotes, cenotes. Nice. Its buds it's like are a distinctive purple color. Special yeah. effects, roll a d10 on a 1 or a 10. The player uh, character begins to see prophetic visions related to their current aspirations. Ooh, this is God. jungle. This might be from Chult. Dude, yeah. The Remember purple jungle Chult? weed? Yeah, totally. Grown in the deep, yeah. in the Nisee wastes. We've got to use those on a... A fucking live uh, shot or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's another drug in our world called Enemat. Oh, oh yes, yes. And Enemat is something that's definitely a uh, a drug. I love bringing in these real world things into Faerun because it's. Uh, I mean, it's the way we play. We love it, but it's also really fun to just have that. That off kilter, real like we do drugs right. in our world. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, we had that amazing right. time on our friend Nick, who ran a campaign for us in the pandemic over Roll Twenty, and we, our characters in it, Tom and I were were, were kind of buds as That's PCs, right. and Merv. we had uh, we were we were trying to acquire this Enemac because our characters wanted to get fucked up to celebrate some gig that we just did and so we went to the skeezy bar in town that was described shark's to head? us shark's head yeah. and <laughs> we were and the dm knew what we were trying to do so we had to kind of like build out <laughs> you know what i mean like you know the skeezy alleyway and where we'd find somebody to get it from and he was dressing it all up lots of flavor and we've spent this time and we were just like in real time going to get the drugs and then going into the bar ordering some drinks and deciding we're going to do it under the table and and there's this atmosphere and this real time going on that Tom and I were so charged up as we were Dude. preparing for this. We we talked about it and likened it to doing drugs in real life. It was life. like you were actually going to... It was like yeah. we were actually <laughs> feeling the anxiety of like a night before, like as you set up and... Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. Not that we've ever done drugs before. No, no, no but no, you no, could, no, we no, felt no, like no, what no. it would feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we absolutely. would assume. We role played it. Role play. It's called role play. Super fun. So Teague has this list. Teague, if you'll let us, we want to post this list so everybody can use it. Yeah. Your list of different strains of moss. Moss definitely is a strain of 
Dwarven Moss is I'd definitely. I'd say Teague's in the yeah. big league now. What are the properties of Dwarven Moss? So you said Orc Moss, like that'll knock you right out. Knock what makes right Dwarven out. Moss? Oh, the... did he say, venture to say anything about Dwarven Moss? Dwarven Moss. The records state that dwarves were the first to use moss, and this strain is the most wild and can sometimes be found at the entrances to caves and C notes. Am I saying C notes? Yes. What are C notes? What's C notes? Or, or it's it's C E N O T E S. C notes. A great word. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, look that up. I mean, did Teague listen to this enough to actually hear me ramble on and take this as lore? The, as yeah, he didn't seem to. Uh, Okay. Contradict anything you said. What we have here is a, a C note. Our surface connections to subterranean water bodies. Oh, that's the a best. C note. Yeah, yeah, that was a C. That was a C sharp. I think that's a D note. Is it D? Check on the piano. Yeah, basically they're like they're like legumes or something. Oh. Did you hit it? C-notes are surface connections. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like algae and moss would grow there. That's cool. Yeah. Ah, Cool. Definitely C-notes. Yeah. It's like water that kind of flows under a rock. Yeah, that's the dank shit. Dank shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, we only have a few episodes left. and That was all the questions? That was all the questions. There's going to be more because, guys... um, we're going to have a special, and we'll talk more about this later, but there is going to be a special Talking Moss um, where we go over the entire campaign. All questions will be revealed. And so look forward to that. Mm. Is that is that for everybody or just the patrons? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Teasy McTease. Well, Eww. we'll see. Yeah. Keep on mossing, guys. Um, but we can't wait to show you guys the end of the story. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. A lot of people are asking, like, what is next? And I think we just got to say we don't know. Right now, we don't know. We have some options. It's something. We have a lot of options. We don't know what it is. As you guys know, and you've been so um, lovely with your accommodating our schedules, but um, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be. We'll have to keep doing this. But there might be a moment when this is done where we're getting our chickens in a shitter. So give us that luxury because there is two more episodes left. Two more episodes. Oh, yeah. Two more episodes. And then Dwarven Moss. The whole Dwarven Moss package will be complete. The first campaign. <sighs> yes. Complete. Ooh. A package. We got to release that on Blu ray. That's right. Mm. Triple Criterion triple set. edition. Criterion. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll make yep. some we're special editions. That. Um. All right, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.